Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com backslash WCSN312. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Ice Cream Social is your one-stop shop for everything in the entertainment and media industry, ranging from sports, politics, automotive, celebrities, and of course, controversial topics. With your favorite host, Mondo, dedicating most of his time to making sure he provides his listeners with the latest and greatest in entertainment. Don't miss a beat and follow the Ice Cream Social on Twitter at ICS underscore podcast and subscribe on iTunes, Google Music Play, and SoundCloud. Tune in every Sunday for another exciting episode of the Ice Cream Social, the podcast everybody is craving for. Thank you, and welcome to WCSN, the Windy City Sports Network. I'd like to take this moment to talk about our social media outlets and the platforms you can listen and find us on. You can follow us on Twitter at WCSN312. Like us on our Facebook at Windy City Sports Network or at WCSN312. We also recently just joined Instagram, and you can follow us there at WCSN312 as well. We post all our shows to listen to on our social media outlets. If you're driving to work, you're driving back home from work, working out, or just chilling at home, pop on your headphones. You can listen to us on many platforms. Number one is iTunes. Our goal is to become a top 100 podcast. We need your help. By going on iTunes, rate us by giving us five stars and subscribe. We're on Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio, our original platform SoundCloud, Overcast, CastBox, Podbean, the podcast app, and most recently, Google Play. Search for Windy City Sports Network and you'll find us there. All platforms are free to you and available on iOS or Android phones, tablets, Apple TV, or any mobile devices or computers. We are beginning to do quick live pre-shows on our social media outlets, so make sure you follow or like us there. We will be live on Periscope, which is via our Twitter and Facebook Live, before every live broadcast. Lastly, you can watch us live, interact with us via the chat rooms on our newly launched YouTube channel. Go to YouTube, search Windy City Sports Network, and subscribe to our channel. You can watch us live or watch any of our older podcasts there. We created our YouTube channel for you, our fans, to interact with us during our shows. Ask us any questions and we will spew our opinions. We will be broadcasting CSCR, Chicago Sports Crunch Radio, every Friday at 7 p.m. live. And bi-weekly, every Wednesday at 7 p.m., Wrestle Talk Radio will be live. Only on our YouTube channel, so subscribe now. If you have any questions, you can use our social media outlets or email us at WindyCitySportsNetwork at gmail.com. Like I have said many times before on this show, this is a passion project. We don't make any money off of this, and we have expenses, equipment, distribution costs, etc. If you guys enjoy our show and would like to buy us a beer, you can, and it would be greatly appreciated. Go to our Patreon page, become our patron, and you can donate as much as you want. We will have rewards updated monthly in return. Just go to our Patreon page at Windy City Sports Network. Again, remember, we are WCSN, the Windy City Sports Network, built by the fans for the fans.
We would like to thank all our affiliates and sponsors for supporting WCSN, the Windy City Sports Network. Here's a quick message from one of our affiliates. Thinking of starting your own podcast, don't know what software or distributor to use? It's real easy and simple with Podbean. Go to podbean.com backslash WCSN 312. Podbean is the world's leading podcast publishing platform. Over 100,000 people worldwide choose Podbean to create their podcasts. Your all-in-one podcasting solution. With Podbean, you create professional podcasts in minutes without any programming knowledge. Best of all, everything is mobile-ready right from the start. You get unlimited podcasting, comprehensive stats, custom branding, reliable media hosting. You can share almost everywhere and get huge audience engagement. The community in Podbean is over 172,000 podcasters, over 5.8 million episodes, and has 5.4 billion downloads. Plans go as low as $9 a month for unlimited audio and $29 a month for unlimited video and audio. If you go through our link, you get your first month free. Give them a try. Go to www podbean.com backslash WCSN 312. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to CSCR Chicago Sports Crunch Radio. This is the show that brings to you the highlights of the sports world and industry from the NBA, NFL, MLB, EPL, and so much more. CSCR is here to focus on local sports in the Windy City from the Bears, Bulls, Blackhawks, Cubs, and White Sox. We're here to talk sports to the true fans of Chicago. We are live here from Studio One at WCSN, the Windy City Sports Network. This is CSCR, Chicago Sports Crunch Radio. And we're back. And this time it's boxing. One more round radio. Second episode since we started on YouTube. This is episode number 12. Um, got some hot topics. The, the most interesting one for me is Canelo taking steroids. And we'll discuss that into further detail. It's going to be pretty interesting. And then... Uh, Obviously, the Wilder fight um, that just happened, and uh, Jackman's got a plethora of other fights that he wants to discuss and talk about as well, too. And we have Mr. Bull with us for the, I think, second time since we relaunched. Yeah, second time. Right? So, um, welcome, guys. Obviously, to um, my right is uh, Mr. Jackman. Hey, great to be here, guys. And the mic sounds amazing. And to my left is uh, Sammy the Bull. What's up, guys? Glad to be here. So uh, we are doing, obviously, sorry, I know we were trying to start it right up, but there's a lot of uploading to do and uh, from the previous Chicago Sports Crunch. And then to start this up, it took about a good hour to get through. And then, obviously, um, Tom Chris wouldn't leave. He kept yapping. And we were just like, dude, shut up so he can, he can get the ball rolling here. But he wouldn't, he wouldn't leave. I don't know what the deal was with that guy. He just kept talking. This is boss's son. Um, I had actually intros for you guys, like the other guys. Oh, you guys weren't here when I did it, did, were you? No, we weren't. No. Um, I, I forgot what I had. Oh, I, uh, Mr. Uh, Jackman's intro, you would like a lot. Uh, let me find Jackman's intro really quick. Are you ready? So every time we introduce Jackman, this is it. Oh, no, hold on. I'm sorry. Man, I feel like I'm t- uh, Chris again now. Oh, hold on, I can't do it. It's still playing. Until it's done, then we can go from there. No, 
damn it. All right, here. I think I know what it is. Just from that little. Just from that? Yep. Oh, Rocky. Yeah. Nice. I recognized it. So it'd I like, be like it. Mr. I Jackman like it. For yeah, the boxing I like show. it. I like it. Thank what did you. I have for Bull? Thank you, Big I had Nick. something for Bull. Better be good. I think I'll. You I know did. what the name of this song is? Let's see if you guys know. No, I don't know. Do you know, Big Nick? No. Gonna fly now. By who? I don't know. But <laughs> gonna fly now. That's the name of the no, song. No, you know what I didn't? I didn't I do. I the tiger. Oh yeah, that is. It's not your tiger. I thought. No, it's no, not. No, no, I the no, tiger no. is the other song. Yeah, yeah. This oh, that's wasn't the one older. I should have done for you. Yeah, exactly. Um, no, I actually forgot to text you. I was gonna text you and be like, "Dude, what is your favorite?" Oh no, 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 no. <laughs> I had a better one for Jackman. You ready no, for? No, I like the one you picked. No, this was the better one. No, I, I was on. like, "Dude, um, I have to do this one." This is like this is your my favorite one, dude. You don't ever give me a face shake, you know that? <laughs> so I'm gonna let you talk to Victor Ortiz, all right? I'm through. They put somebody else up and give me an interview. What talk are to you Victor talking Ortiz. about? What are you, you heard him. You never give me a face shake. HBO needs to fire you. You don't know shit about boxing. You ain't Look shit. Look what he says. You're, you're not shit. I remember. Wish I was 50 yeah. years younger you and I'd kick your ass. <laughs> you don't do shit. Oh, I love that guy. That oh, was that oh. was bulls. That was bolts. I like it. That was bolts. Yeah, I, I was gonna that. do bulls intro. Is this? What this was it? Zero zero seven three seven three five one six eight. Wow. How do you wow. remember that? That's the code to get into to fight Tyson. I that is wow. crazy. I didn't even remember that. No, I didn't either. Yeah, I was gonna do this one for bull. I, yeah, I, I forgot. Like, I like the eye of the tiger better, man. It's more macho. I had it uh, separate on it, and this runs for like four minutes. We can talk about boxing with this in the background. <laughs> or no. Uh, you know what I was going to do for me? This is... I, and I remember this. That's Harry Curry. Yeah, listen. Hold on. It's hard to think in laudatory terms of the product. <laughs> I think it there was an occasional box of Cracker Jacks that found no prizes for him. You remember this one? Uh, the, the, no. For the he was Harry talking about Curry Cracker Jacks? Watch. I don't know what the big deal about Cracker Jack is. Did you ever go buy a pack of Cracker Jack thinking you're going to get a prize and find no prize? <laughs> I box? remember watching this live. Here's you the do? pitch. Yeah. Uh, Man, I miss those guys, though. Me too. They were awesome. Some people, when you, yeah. When you're a little kid, especially from humble origin. It's funny. I like them. But anyways. Um, gets you almost goosebumps. You know. Yeah, those were my uh, my intros. I gotta find the eye of the tiger then for what's his name. That wasn't uh, Rocky Three. Which one, the eye I, of the tiger? Yes. Yeah, we gotta find something yeah, for it. Rocky Three. And then we can go from there. Um, we've got um, what fights do you want to go over? Do you want to jump right into the Canelo? N- no, I want to talk a little bit about last week's fight. Before we start talking about Canelo and the whole steroid. Yeah, thing? we'll we'll build up to that. Okay. How do you feel, Sammy? Yeah. It, Shoot. First fight. Okay. You're, you're going with it. This is the first fight I seen uh, last week. Uh, Wait. It was... Let's do this. All right. This is the first fight. Uh, Mills Lane, yeah. This is the first fight I seen last week. Uh, Wait, Showtime. Mills used to do this yeah. too? Yes, he did. Yeah. Uh, Andre Durrell versus Jose Ustaki. And as you guys remember, this is a rematch. The first fight ended in controversy where uh, Durrell got hit after the bell, and it was after the bell, and... Uh, he was knocked out, and uh, and his uncle came in and sucker punched Uzdaki. So this was a highly uh, controversial, and they wanted to get this rematch on. It was a pretty good fight, but I seen uh, Uzdaki. His pressure was bothering Darrell. Darrell's thirty four. Uzdaki's twenty seven. He's Venezuelan. He, he boxed a lot in Mexico. He kept coming at him. He has a weird, awkward style. He would move around. He would kind of slope down where Darrell was doing okay, uh, countering him a little bit, but uh, Jose was uh, wearing him down. And uh, in the seventh round, Darrell didn't come out. He didn't want to continue. He got wore down. He tried, but uh, he just wore him down. Jose wore him down. His docky wore him down. So he didn't go back in. He didn't have it. No, I mean... He was slowly getting beat up. He was his face was busted he was, off. He was getting tore up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, slowly by slowly, each round it was looking a little worse for Darrell. So it was the best decision for him. Well, he didn't look like he was going to win, right? Exactly. So yeah. he just said, "You know yeah. what? That's it. I'm calling it." You, and stuff. You seen, Sammy, you seen? Yeah, I did. I I, I seen the fight. Um, 
you could see that like uh, like you were saying earlier, Jack Min, uh, Darrell. Each round, you could see the way it was gonna go, um, and uh, I mean, Darrell's one of these guys where he's such a big talent, but he was never able to break through and win that world championship. One of the most talented fighters to never win a title. And I just don't know what it is with him. It's like he's almost missing something mentally. He has all the skills. All the skills are there. It's just that it seems that he takes parts of the round off. I mean, when you watch him, he's a pretty fighter. And in a three-round fight, amateur style, he would beat Jose Ustaki probably 9 out of 10 or 10 out of 10. Don't you think? I agree 100%. Yeah, he's a pretty fighter. He's a southpaw. He punches nice. He's quick. He's got quick reflexes. He looks like the better fighter in the first couple rounds. But then Ustaki, he put a lot of pressure on him and just wore him down. What was up with Virgil Hunter? I thought he did a terrible job. I mean, he wasn't even up uh, in front of the fighter. Right. He didn't even get up in the into the ring. That was, was weird. Just, it was very strange. I, I I found it to be extremely strange. I thought he did a he did a terrible job. Yeah, I know that was weird. I don't know if that was like he was trying to do something psychologically or what that was about. But I I've never seen anything like it. Have you? In maybe all your maybe years he of gave fighting. up. No, I mean literally, the guy was just sitting. I mean, he didn't even. He wasn't even on the ring. He was just sitting, right on the, on the side, side, on the, on the side. side, like he was a spectator, like yeah. he was a fan, and he was yelling at him, like "Come on, Dre, come on, Dre," and, and he nothing. wasn't helping him out or anything. I don't know. I don't know what that was about. I really maybe don't. they got in an argument during the fight or something, and he just uh, he, was like, "Screw he didn't this." Even, yeah, was he up there at all? I didn't even see him. I didn't no, even I see didn't him really in front of the see fighter. him. He was just—you could hear his voice, but. Very, very strange. Right. Usually they, they, the cornerman stands in front of his fighter and gives yeah, him clear or, or behind him, directly behind him, and then they let the cut man work on the fighter. This yeah. guy didn't oh, either. Right. I, I've never right. seen or anything like sides, it. Or on the sides, usually, when yeah, you on see the a side, fight. Exactly. Yeah, on the cut man. Yeah, I mean, it might have been an argument. Maybe maybe he was telling him he wanted to give up a while ago, and, and Hunter didn't want him to give up. And they probably got into some kind of argument. It was like, you do what you got to do or what you want to do. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. That was strange. No, well, no, that's maybe why the outcome happened the way it happened too. But all right, what else we got next? Well, you want to talk about the HBO undercards before we jump in the Wilder one? Yeah, yeah go ahead, go ahead shoot. Okay, okay. I seen some of this fight today because actually I missed it when it was live, and I wanted uh I wanted to talk a little bit about Dimitri Bivol. There was a lot of talk about him over his uh, win over a solid. Cruiser, or not cruiserweight, light heavyweight. He looks like a freaking cruiserweight. Sullivan Barrera, he looked like the bigger mm-hmm. man in the ring. This Dimitri Baval is pretty good. He he's thirteen and all now. He's he doesn't fight like a Russian. He or Eastern European to it's me. A different style, right? No, he kind of fights like an American. Yeah, because he uses some footwork. Yeah. Right, and he's not—he's not like a Kovalov or or Golovkin in a sense. He does because Max and uh, Roy were going back and forth on this. Uh, Max sort of said, "Oh, he's like a Golovkin," and Roy's like, "Well, he uses in and out. He's not just one speed, one direction forward. He has good movement. He has fast hands." He has a pretty good defense. He uses some of it by blocking, but some of his defense is also used by stepping out of range, which is which I think is a good tactic because it gets the offensive fighter off rhythm. They can't time use good because you're in and out. So he beat a, a Barrera pretty decisively. He stopped him in the 12th round, but he was winning on the cards uh, by a wide margin. I don't know exactly what they were, but what I was watching, he was. I mean, Barrera was in the fight, but not closely in the fight hey jay casillas was on here oh and he said bill conte theme from rocky gonna fly now so he he knew i I didn't look at it so he might have called it before when you asked well jay's jay's smart he knows he knows a lot about sports and a lot about different things he's a better wrestler too He's, he's strong. Yeah. Me and him had a little match. <laughs> Jay's pretty strong. He's, he's no slouch. We heard the stories. <laughs> yeah. That you beat him in wrestling. No, he, he kicked my butt. Yeah. Uh, right. What do you think, Sammy, about that fight? What do you think about Dimitri? I, I, I thought it was a very impressive win. You know, Su- Sullivan Brewer is a solid guy. He's got a good amateur background, strong Cuban fighter. Uh, I thought Bivol looked very, very good. Um, is he a top guy? Would I pick him over Andre Ward or Sergey Kovalov? I don't think I would at this point. Not over Kovalov? Not no. even not over Kovalov. No. no, I don't think so. How about you? 
I think he could pretty soon. I don't think Kovalev's going to be this, uh, is the same as he the was. Sa- yeah, that's what I'm I don't think too. so. You know what I found kind of surprising about this fight? Bavall looked kind of small. If you see him next to Sullivan Barrera, he looked like a weight class or two under Barrera. He did look he, like I, a weight I, class like, under. This guy looks like a middleweight he looked like to Barrera. To me, maybe like a 168. Barrera looks like a cruiserweight almost. That's why yes. I called him cruiserweight. He seemed like the naturally bigger guy. No doubt about that. Yes. What did you think about Bivol's a punching power? There was a lot of talk about how great of a puncher he is. I don't think he's a, like a Gennady Golovkin type of puncher. He's solid, but not quite at that level. No, I would say his punching power is definitely above average, but it's not at that extreme Kovalov, uh, Golovkin level. No, but he has fast hands. He puts his combos together. Yes, and you know what? I'll say, uh, you know, HBO, they really, really hype up these Russian fighters. If you look at HBO, they hype them up. It's like they want these Russians to be successful. Yeah, my, you know what I mean. And and if and I'll be honest with you, if I was a black fighter, that would bother me. Well, here's my that thing too with that because I do push that. them. They push them too. But why? They, they overdo it. It's like they. Do you want, think there's Russian investments maybe in HBO? That's a tough question. I, I, man. And maybe that's why they're you, pushing you, it? You, you're looking at it from a different angle. It could be. Maybe like a big guy in HBO could be Russian. I don't know because they always hype them up. Every Russian is like hyped up. Yeah. And uh, I mean, even, you know, this guy, I mean, he looked good, but they made him out to be like he was the, you know, second coming of yeah. and I do know Sugar that, Ray Robinson. Yeah, and a lot right. of the and, fighters that are coming out that are good are from that region. So... That might be part of it, but I just, it's mainly HBO because you don't see a ton of it on Showtime. No, you no, don't. No, it's more HBO. Yeah. But you know what? HBO, I noticed they also push other international fighters. Yeah. Like they were pushing the hell out of Chocolatito. But they, you know they what? They pushed the be? Japanese guy, Inua, but Inua is good. I like Inua. Good point. You know what I might, yeah. you know what it might be also, though? It might be like sports and scouts. So it might just be that they have certain scouts that look for fighters and they're in that region. And that's why they get that way. And then it ju- it could just could be the scouting. Just like example, the Bulls tend to get international players: Miritich, Kukoc. You know what I mean? Right. Well, their yeah. scouts go to those areas and look at it. So well, it well, might well, be they have they a like scout the that agent go- that's in certain V, v side. Yeah. Remember the Thailand guy? Yeah. They like those guys, those uh, yeah. international. So guys. they probably have scouts that go out there. They search for these fighters. They see them. They bring them aboard, and they say, "All right, come on, let's but, do it." But they do push the Russian. They got that other guy. Uh, what's his name? That Ukraine guy or something? Goldstead. They got a couple guys they put on there. He's like a middleweight two or, or light heavyweight. They put him yeah, on there. Goldsdecker. Yeah, yeah Goldsdecker. Very good fighter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They yeah. put him on there. Uh, Kovalov, Gennady. Kovalov. They had Klitschko on there. Yeah. yeah. They had Lomachenko on Born there for fighter. a while. Lomachenko, right. Klitschko, it's, it seems like they don't they don't push these young black fighters like the Charlos, you know, like the Andrades. They don't seem to give them that that bump, and I just don't know what it is. That's you know, true, I believe man. Mayweather actually called him out on that before. Oh, also, he did, and I think he has a good point. Yeah. Oh. Uh-huh. Yeah, Mayweather. He almost got beat up by the fight talk or uh, what's his Merchant, name? Larry Merchant, Larry Merchant. If he was fifty years younger. <laughs> All right, so what else we got? Okay, uh, the Sergey Kovalov fight before Mm. Igor. I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Uh, That's why we don't like the Russian fighters. (laughs) You can't pronounce their name. I guess they they knew each other. They were in a Russian team together. Uh, Igor's a southpaw. I didn't see this whole fight. I caught it in, like, the fourth round. Uh, Igor looked like a, a good classical boxer. But he didn't have the power to keep Sergey Kovalov away. Sergey Kovalov is a very hard hitter, one of the hardest hitters at 175. And uh, Igor had good boxing skills, but it wasn't enough. He got he got hampered. He got uh, by cuts. He was cut up pretty bad, and he kept continuing. Do you think though he's gonna like you already said it though? You don't think he's gonna be the fighter he was? No, I think at the elite level, I don't think Sergey's going to yeah. be. He's 34 right now. I know everybody he had that defeat. talk. What talk? The, oh, he's going to be one of the best. And Oh. Well, you well, know what? Hey, he was up there. You know what? Don't sleep on Sergey Kovalov. If you look at Andre Ward and Kovalov, you look at those two fights, Kovalov, I believe, won the majority of the rounds. Even with Even losing, the second fight? No, no. 
combined. Oh. The rounds combined. Like how many rounds they fought. What was it? Like 20 rounds, 22 rounds, whatever right. they fought. Kovalov, I felt, won more rounds. And if you look at it, he made a tactical mistake in that second fight. I'm watching the TV screen. I'm watching this fight live. And Ward keeps hitting him low or borderline low. What are what are fighters trained to do? When a guy hits you borderline low, you hit him back borderline low. To make it stop. To right. make it stop. I'm yelling at the TV screen, Cole, hit him low, hit him low back. He wouldn't do it. He would not do it. And even Roy Jones brought this up during the broadcast. He said the Eastern Europeans, they're not taught that way. Same thing happened with Lomachenko. Remember when Lomachenko fought uh, Salido? against Salido, a second fight? Salido was doing the same thing. He was fighting him dirty. Very dirty. And Lomachenko did not respond properly. You know, I blame that on Kovalov's corner. If I'm if I'm in Kovalov's corner, I tell Kovalov immediately when he comes back to the corner, hey, listen, that guy hits you again, I want you to hit him low. That was a tactical mistake by Kovalov. I think he could have changed that whole fight. A lot of people are sleeping on Kovalov. Kovalov is a very good boxer. Yeah, he has good boxing skills. Don't think he's just a power puncher. Should he get rid of his trainers then? He did, he did. get rid of his trainer. So right he's now, got a he's Russian some, guy Yeah, now. he's got some Russian guys. And they say he's a big partier. I heard he likes to party. Who, I heard Kovalev? Kovalev. Yeah. I heard he likes to drink. I, yeah. You know, so. But I don't sleep on him just yet. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, I, I, I liked him. His fights are exciting, too. So, I mean, I hope he does get back up there. But, I mean, to Jackman's point, he, the guy is 34. So he's getting up there in age for boxing, at least. I mean, not per Hopkins' age, but. Right. I mean, for boxing, that's pretty up there. I mean. I mean, he's good. Let's. I want to see. I got some rankings here, real fast. I want to see who they got in the 175 division that I think maybe can. I mean, Golovkin's still good, but I don't know if he's gonna reach like he he once did. But let's see who's the one light heavyweight. Who do they got? They got Adonis Steven. He's what is he? Some kind of champion. Sergey Kovalov won. Sullivan Barrera. Well, this is before preceding the Sullivan Barrera Dmitry Bivol fight. Okay, Sullivan Barrera two. Uh, Badu Jack three, Elgar Alvarez four, Oslander Govkinen, the, the Ukraine that I was uh, talking about. He's number five. Joe Smith Jr. He's the one who knocked out uh, Bernard Hopkins, number six, uh, which lost to Sullivan Barrera. Arthur Berbiov, he's a power puncher from Russia. And Dmitry Baval, he's number eight. I'm sure he moved up a couple notches with that victory. Marcus Brown, uh, one of the only USA, uh, or, or I think, yeah, one of uh, other than Joe Smith Jr. is number nine. He's i seen him before. Ain't he like a real tall dude? Yeah. Yeah, and Igor Milink, Mer, Milinkin, that's the one who, who what's his name just beat? Kovalov. So, uh, you know, Adonis Stevens, I think, is still dangerous for Kovalov. What do you think, Sammy? Adonis Stevenson is dangerous for anybody. The yeah, guy hits like a mule. Yeah, one he of does the, with that one punch. That left that, hand. That left hand. <laughs> I, I would say he's the biggest puncher in boxing. No, Sammy's right. And you know what? The guy's forty. Look how he moves. And he started boxing at twenty years old. Imagine if this guy started boxing at eight years old yeah, or ten years old. Naturally, he's gifted. phenomenal. Forty years old, unbelievable. Yeah, he got into it late. And uh, I heard Kovalov calling out Badu Jack if he gets past Stevenson. Now, I, I'm a big Badu Jack fan. I think he's really technically sound. I think he's a good boxer. Also, you know, he's a 168 guy. He's coming up to 175. I don't know how he's going to fear. He has been knocked out once before, but he's been looking better and better. He's 35 years old, but his last couple, uh, his last few years, he's been really, you know, pretty, pretty dominant for the most part. Him and Grove had a close fight a couple years ago. I'm a big uh, George Groves fan, too, but... I don't know. I, I like Badu Jack. I think Badu Jack could present some problems to Kovalov with his boxing skills, but I think Kovalov is power punch. I, it'd be, I think he can give him some problems. I don't know if he can beat Kovalov. Uh, and Badu Biaf is a power puncher, and I think Dmitry Baval, give him a couple more fights, a little more experience. I think he can give Kovalov problems. I do. I think with his movement, he can give Kovalov problems in his boxing skills. Yeah, I think that'd be a great fight. Speaking of better beef, what happened to him? I haven't heard I haven't of him. Heard for a much? I mean, you know, that guy was he. I mean, he was on a tear, and I'm looking at it here. The last time he fought was oh November of 2017. He fought 
He fought against an opponent named Enrique Colling. Um, but he doesn't really have any top five, top ten guy on his resume. I believe his best win is probably Tavares Cloud, which oh. is yeah, which is a solid win. But I really wanted to see him against Stevenson. But the problem was they had the same manager, I believe. They're both fighting out of Montreal, and that fight was uh, never able to materialize. But that's a fight that I would love to see. Two power punchers. Light, light heavyweight division's pretty solid. You got Stevenson, you got Ward, you got Badu Jack. Uh, it would be nice to have a nice round robin and have all those guys fight it out. All right, so what do you got next there? Is it Wilder? <laughs> or you got more undercard? No. No, it's Wilder, my friend. So you and this is, other than this is one of the most, I got to say, you keep saying boring, but other than the Klitschko-Joshua fight, this is the most, one of the most heavyweight fight that I actually remember from like the 90s. Got yeah. excited, got tensed, got uh, it, watching for every punch, got really into it. This fight really grabbed my attention and uh, really glued me to the TV. Deontay Wilder versus Lewis King Kong Ortiz. Now, in the last show I did was you guys was Big Nick and you guys I kind of favored or Wilder but deep inside I thought Ortiz was going to win. Well, yeah, you and, called and it. And I, I put sleeper uh, don't sleep on yeah, Ortiz. Don't sleep on Ortiz and you I, called it. I called it. Ortiz well, had the fight in a way. In a way, but I I really didn't call it because Wilder won. Oh no, yeah, but yeah, I mean, but I knew way, it was going to be close. He controlled the majority of the fight. I thought then, he did. And then Wilder came in at the end and he pulled it off, so I mean it was an exciting fight. I liked the fight. You liked the fight. Yeah. for I mean, for heavyweights, we haven't seen a fight heavyweight-wise like this in 15, 15 years probably. I agree. It was very exciting. And what you know, what also made it exciting is, number one, for us, Wilder is an American fighter. Yeah. When was the last time? We've seen an American heavyweight. Yes. It's been a long time. I mean, for this type of excitement, when was the last time we had it? Was probably Riddick Bowe, Evander Holyfield yeah. in those days. We haven't had anybody. And if you look at Wilder, he has a good personality. He's got a good right hand. Uh, he has all the makings to, uh, to uh, in a way, carry boxing to bring back excitement in the heavyweight division. Uh, I mean, I think that Wilder has... a very good chance to even beat Joshua. I think it's close to a 50 That's going to be a good fight. fight, too. I really hope they make that fight. That's yeah. going to be a hell of a fight. And that's the, what they're rumoring to try to get. To, uh, but I think that would that would be a great fight. Who would you guys uh, lean on? I'll probably lean on Joshua. <laughs> but I think it's, it's, it's a I'm, it's a I'm leaning towards fight. Joshua, too, a little bit, but not by much. Mm-hmm. I mean, it would really depend to see how how Wilder trains. Um, I mean, you think that's going to be the next fight, or you think they're going to throw someone else in between? Oh, man, it's hard to say. Uh, Anthony Joshua's got a fight coming up. Yeah, so he'll have yes. against fight. another undefeated Do you fighter. Think so. then, you think yeah, Joshua's going to go right into Wilder? March 31st. Or do you think Wilder's going to have another fight in between that and then go to Joshua? I think that fight could possibly happen. The next there's one. A, there's a big buildup in it right now. Um, I'm I'm leaning a little bit towards Joshua, but I mean I'm going to be rooting for I want Wilder. You know I also like to say, there's nothing like a good heavyweight fight. There isn't. I realized that after the Wilder fight. Yeah. Here during the weekend we had Kovalov, who's a very exciting fighter. We had Darrell, but heavyweight is just special. There's something about just it. Just walking yeah, into the ring, uh, at any time the fight can end. It, it's just magical. Yeah, no. Boxing needs the heavy, They need it bad. They need, they need it really bad. And then they, they either, like we were talking about before with HBO or Showtime, if, if they're going for Russians or whatever, then they have to start looking for big fighters, heavyweight fighters that can come out there and put a show on for people. Well, right now we have a problem in this country. No, we boxing. They're, no playing, boxing. they're playing basketball and football. Exactly. Well, not just the, that, but it's, it's also athletes. portrayed. It's, yeah. Well, no, I wouldn't even say football. Football's losing a lot, too. I mean, it's the whole concussion thing. Right. People don't want their kids getting hit in the face. Interesting. People, you know what? You make a good point. They don't want Do that. You, right now, most people say that football has the best athletes. Do you think 10 years from now, 20 years from now, it might be basketball? 
It could be baseball. I, I think basketball is no, even coming close now. No. You're, good point. You know, I think you basketball have very good athletes. Point, Do you want to know who has the best, best, best athletes? Who? Soccer. I don't think so. Hands down. I think they're I, cardiovascular, their muscle mass. I mean, every, think about it. They're and, more endurance. Yeah, and, and they're still, yes. you really can't take roids but, or anything like hey, that either. Who can run like Deion Sanders, though? Is Football, there I, oh, dude, I can find you soccer players that can outrun him. Deion Sanders? Come yeah. on, man. You're kidding me. In a 40 yard? No way. Grab Mo Salah no from Liverpool. He'll, he'll take no him way. out of a 40. Deion Sanders? No, man. Football that, players that are the most explosive. Football players combine. are the most okay, okay, point But how much, most, how much steroids is, is, are they on? Deion Sanders was a great athlete. Deion Sanders could have played soccer. He played baseball he played and he baseball. played football. I, Deion in, Sanders is the best cornerback of all time. In my opinion, the healthiest and the leanest athletes and, and probably the most cover cornerbacks. I don't know about are Our soccer players, in my opinion. Well, they he have a good skill good level. Deion they have Sanders. good timing. They have yeah. a lot of different, I mean. It's just overall. I mean, I, I they got know. speed. They've got endurance. It, soccer players are in much better health. You don't you, health, yes, yeah. Because they're lighter, yeah, yeah. But they're smaller. Uh, overall, they're lighter. overall athletes. You don't hear soccer player. Well, you do very rarely. Um, they just one one died from um, Italian series Syria. Well, I mean, a lot of them live in Europe, though. It's a healthier lifestyle anyway. They're, yeah, you know, the, the, it's a, it's yeah. A, the, I can the see the food that. is healthier. You know, he, they're not shooting all, you know, all the yeah, food with chemicals I mean, and all that. No, I agree. Going back to what you're saying with football, yeah, I think that now you do not have the steady stream and flow that you were getting in the past in football because a lot of parents are preventing their kids from playing football. Um, and they're, I, I'm going to be honest with you, they're, they're having the kids play basketball and baseball now. Would you let your kid play football? I would. You would. You would. I would. would. You, if would if I had a son, I don't have a son. If I had a son, I would. Would you let him box? No. Okay. I I'm also with you. Uh, and and more probably because I understand that you hit in football, but your your chances of potentially getting hurt more in football are far less than sitting and having a grown man potentially on steroids try to swing at your head and rip your head off. I mean that, and I don't know. Football is pretty dangerous. Guys. I agree. No, it is. Football is pretty I'm, dangerous. You could tear a knee. You I'm could not tear saying anything. it's yeah. not. Yeah, of course. But yeah. I mean, especially seeing after like how Ma- Muhammad Ali, <laughs> like how Muhammad Ali ended up turning, uh, uh, turning into and no, and, like, definitely boxing. Any trauma to the head. Yeah. No, but, but football is trauma to the head too. And that's why I think in boxing, you don't see, you see people who come from a lifestyle that are very poor. Even like these Russian guys, they're bringing in. It's a lifestyle where they, they do that to get away from the way they lived in their countries. So it, it's a way of them to get out, and that's why I, I don't think you'll – well, Klitschko's a little bit different, but, I mean, he's a doctor, isn't he? Uh, that's what they say. Yeah. Who knows what kind Pro, of, yeah. you know. But, I mean, overall, I mean, I think that – I think boxing's more brutal, and that's why you're not seeing the talent, I guess, in in that than you had before. But – that's part. Of, that's part of it. Well, I mean, if but you I look think at they're it, playing yeah. basketball and football but yeah, you too. have the park districts. You have the. You don't have boxing in the park districts anymore. Yeah, no. You don't have boxing in high school anymore. Back in the days, they had that. Yeah, you got to go to gyms or something now. Yeah, so which there's very few of them, even in the city here in the city. Not only that, but you have to be like the best boxer to make money in football if you're like a very good player solid guy you can go to college you can get a scholarship there's a lot of outlets for uh football yeah. where you can be successful even if you don't make the nfl yeah true yeah. i mean but i want to say a little bit about ortiz i like louis uh louis king kong ortiz a lot i think he was controlling the fight i think he's the better boxer he's the more experienced boxer yeah, uh, he was doing little things, subtle things that that boxers do to make Wilder apprehensive to throw the punch. He was fainting a lot. He was throwing his uh, Wilder's timing off, so Wilder was scared to commit. But Wilder won on his use, his size. He's six foot seven. Yeah, yeah, he won on that and his devastating punching power. Like Sammy said, he has a, a really strong, hard hitting right hand, and uh, he hurt. Ortiz in the fifth round. Luckily, it was near the end of the round. Ortiz got up, shook it off, has a lot of heart himself. He went at it. In the seventh round, Wilder was on Queer Street. 
I mean, he was almost, the ref could have almost stopped that fight. I mean, he was wobbling across the ring. But I got to say one thing about Wilder. He's shown the vulnerability to get hurt, but he doesn't give up. He has a lot of heart. And in the 10th round, you can see Ortiz was slowly fading away. His energy was going down. He was getting a little tired, and uh, Wilder was able to stop him. I got to say one thing that makes the Joshua Wilder fight so intriguing is they're both vulnerable. They're both defense. They both got. They both of them. You've seen them hurt. You've seen them down in fights, and you know either one can punch real hard. Either one could knock the other one out. I gotta say one thing about Joshua. I probably favor Joshua a little bit over Wilder, but not by much. I gotta say one thing about uh, uh, Joshua to be careful when he fights Wilder. If Wilder gets you hurt, this guy has a lot of energy and a lot of endurance, and he will go for the finish. You know. Yeah. I agree, and I think you make a great point about the size. If you look at Wilder, he's only 213 pounds, but he's six foot seven, And, I mean, literally, this guy could probably put 30, 40 pounds on that frame and still be have a six-pack and still be cut. He's got a phenomenal frame. When was the last time you've seen a fighter 213 pounds that is that big? I Never. Mean, for crying out loud, I'm almost, I mean, I'm like, He reminds oh, me of Lennox Lewis pounds, a little. And this guy's huge. But Lennox was a little bigger. Yeah, he was yeah. coming was, about two yeah, forties. He right? has a similar yeah, thirty-five. Maybe, maybe when he was young, two thirty-five. Yeah, yeah, when he he yeah. was slimmer when he was younger. Yeah. You're right. When he, in the '93, when he yeah. beat what's his name, Ruddick, one of my favorite fighters from the '90s. Yeah, Donovan. I love Donovan Razor Ruddick. <laughs> yeah. So, um, all right. So, what do we got? Uh, the, our Canelo story. Yeah, Canelo. Uh, All right, hold on, hold on. Before yeah. we get into the Canelo, I wanted to make sure we go live on Facebook, too. So then that way we're on there. So this is the second half for uh, f- people who are jumping on on Facebook. So um, if you're catching us on Facebook, if you go over to YouTube, subscribe to our uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Um, you can catch us there and see the whole shows in here. Uh, we're talking boxing here with Bull and Jackman, um, and uh, we'll keep it here for the rest of the show uh, on Facebook. So um, all right, we're going Canelo. Um, uh, Canelo being basically tested and he failed the steroid test. So, what's your thoughts? I mean, my thought is it's not a big surprise to me. N- not I at all. Had, I had a huge suspicion, I, and I mentioned this to other people before that Golovkin fight. I thought he was on steroids. Yeah. They had a show with him and his brother building up the fight. I'm like, his brother's on steroids, this mm-hmm. guy. He's on steroids. I mean, they're out in Mexico. That's where a lot of the steroids in the United States come from. Come from. So it doesn't surprise me at all. It it, it really doesn't. So it, it's funny, though, the excuse that they're using, that, oh, it came from beef. Like, come really? on. Beef. Come, come on. on. Give me dude. a break. Like, at least something different. But, um, I mean, the excuse is, do you think this jeopardizes the fight? No. Not so at all. are they going to no. punish him in any way? Are they going to test him more? Like... Because now that's going to linger, and if triple if Canelo beats Triple G now, now they're going to be like, oh, it's because of the steroids. Well, they will test them, but it won't stop the fight because money talks. Yeah, I, I agree. I think the fight's going to still continue. Yes. Um, I think Triple G would be an idiot to tell him no. I'm not going to fight the guy now that he's on steroids. But I mean, I think this puts a hindering on Canelo now, because if Canelo wins this fight. That's it. everyone's gonna say it's because of the steroids. Well, Canelo did transform his body a little bit. When when I seen that fight, I'm like, wait a minute, this dude is bigger and more cut. I mean, I used to work out, and whenever I got bigger, I got less cut. I don't know. Some guys have net, you know, better genetics than me, of course. But uh, when I got leaner, I got more cut. I uh, never got bigger and got more cut at the same time. Yeah. You know, so I'm sure Canelo's uh, genetic, you know, he's better than mine. But uh, still, when I seen him in that fight, I'm like, uh, and even the way he fought, he didn't have much energy. You yeah. know, he didn't have much. I don't know what the steroids does. I heard sometimes slows that you can, down. That can do that to you. I mean, uh, I, don't, I don't know. I don't think it slows no? you down. I mean, no. like I said, nowadays it's like a science. They have so many different types of steroids that it's a science. You Do you guys remember Evander Holyfield yeah. back right. in the day? How old was he, 32, 33? They yep. thought his career was over. Right. He would go back to the corner. He would have trouble breathing. And people were like, oh, you know, he's got that heart problem. He had a heart attack in the ring. That wasn't a heart attack in the ring. He was on steroids. Yeah. He was taking the wrong type <laughs> of steroids, the wrong type of dosage, and then he figured it out how to do the steroids properly, 
And then he became, you know, he, he fought he, another five, ten years. He got, like, re- resurrected after that. He got, re- exactly. So. Yeah, that that was, I remember, that was uh, 95, the third fight against Riddick Bull. Yes. Yeah. He had Riddick Bull down and out. He knocked Sixth him down. Six round, yep. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and, then, and then Riddick Bull got up. He couldn't finish him off. He yeah. just, he blew, yeah, yeah, he had no energy. And then he looked like crap in the Michael Moore fight, too. He oh. didn't look like himself. No, he didn't look good in the Michael Moore fight, too. So Canelo... So but, now, but then the next year, he beat Mike Tyson in 96. Yeah, and then you know what he said? The Lord cured me. Right, he, he did said, say that. He said the Lord cured me from the heart <laughs> yeah. attack, and he came back like nothing <laughs> right. ever happened. Right. That so, guy was a hustler. If you turn... Holyfield was a hustler. He was. He was a hustler. So if you turn now, even with the steroids <laughs> of Canelo, and now you do Canelo Triple G, who do you think is going to win? Well, I mean, I, I'm 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 saying Canelo. I still called it, but that's because I think they're going to do a three. I mean, I just saw it from the last fight. I usually the from what I saw in the last fight, I think Canelo has a good chance of winning this fight. Initially, the first fight I called Triple G. I saw that uh, Triple G's uh, the size, uh, 160. Canelo moving up. Uh, Triple G's a little longer. He comes at. He's going to wear him down and possibly stop Canelo in the late rounds. That didn't happen. Uh, it looked like Canelo probably hurt Triple G more than Triple G hurt Canelo. And uh, I just see Triple G is going on uh, uh worst side of 35. He's going to 36. Canelo's in his prime at 26. And usually when they rematch like that, the younger guy comes up on top. I think Canelo has a good chance of winning this next fight. I don't know how you feel, Sammy. I agree with you guys because the intimidation factor with Golovkin is not going to be there anymore. Yeah. Not only against Canelo, but against anybody. That's Before true. he had that Tyson aura about him, like, oh my God, it's Triple G, and people would, you know, they would get nervous before right. they even got in the ring. Now Canelo, he took Golovkin's best. He's going to say, you know what, I took his best. He did. And uh, I think Canelo can make more adjustments than Triple G can in this fight. So here, here's a question for you then. On, on, Even on, Jacobs took some of that invincibility yes, away yes, from Jacobs Golovkin. Did. He's yes, the first one. Exactly. That gave every, everyone else hope yes. that they can beat him. Absolutely. So here, here's a question for you for discipline stuff. So if you're not going to discipline him, then why would other fighters not take steroids? I, I'm sure they'll probably discipline him. But, but with gonna, what, cash? But, yeah, cash, but they might give him a $50,000 fine. Yeah, that's nothing that's, for Canelo. That's nothing. Right. Like, so, that's what I'm saying with steroid usage. If they're trying to control steroid usage, the punishment should be right now to him is, okay, then you can't fight. And then you got to reapply, and we got to retest everything all over again. So he loses that fight, and that's because he failed the drug test. And until they start punishing, and not just in boxing and in any sport, if they don't start punishing these athletes, a severe the punishment, do, then severe, gonna, not yeah. small ones. But you know right. what? It's a slippery slope, though, because the fans, the fans want they want to see the guys. fight. I mean, look what happened to right. Brock Lesnar too in the UFC when he oh. fought. What's his name? Um, the last guy he fought, uh, the Samoan guy. Oh, the Mark guy with Hunt. the great chin. Yeah, Mark, Mark Hunt. Hunt. Yeah. He, he failed the drug test after the fight was done. Right. And then on top of it, and I know it's a completely different company, he goes to the WWE, and then they don't even pun- Vince doesn't even punish him. I'm like, wait a minute. If you just found out you're his boss, and you just found that his previous employment, he just failed steroid test, why wouldn't you retest him in your company and then see if he Vince fails and McMahon, punish him? The whole WWE is on That's steroids. Yeah, Vince right. McMahon is on steroids. Right. But Vince it's the Mc- fact that they're taking right. these tests to try to make sure they're keeping it under control but that's the problem with steroids no one is what do you think should happen i think he should so like nfl players okay it depends if if we're gonna agree of just let everybody use it so it's an even playing field let everyone use it don't bring it out don't say it's bad just let everybody use it and honestly to tell you the truth with the way the lack of these organizations with finding and disciplining them i'm for just let everybody use it just like, just stop telling these guys don't use it. Just let everybody use it. I don't know if you can do that, though, because of the kids, and it kind of brings a black eye to the game. Okay, Our, so then if you're not going to do that and you want to discipline them, they got to be harsh. Yeah. What's going to happen to sports, though? If you do that, parents are going to be like, you know what? We're not going to have the, our kids play football. Yeah, We're not going to have our kids. Drugs. Yeah, we'll have them do ballet or something like that. Then yeah. what happens? Piano. You know, yeah, Jackman exactly. Piano. Or, no, wait, what did Jackman play? Oregon. No, was it the... Oh, I played that too. What was uh, that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. When you told me that, I wanted to laugh. What you is know, that thing called again? Uh, I don't know. Man, what's that thing yeah. called, Bull? 
I, I'm not. It's that one thing guy. with like the um. Yeah, that man. You know, I, I'd like to make Fuck. another point also. These days, you need sports. Kids these days are extremely soft. Video games. It's not only video games. It's uh, they're sensitive. Yeah. Think think about this. It's the society. It's the society. Look when we were growing up. My dad would the way he would talk to me. It would be child abuse these days. Oh, remember your dad? It's your still, dad would be like, "You lazy day. bum. Yeah, you're a bum." Literally, my, that's day. how my dad would talk to me. What are you sleeping? I'd sleep nine hours. I was seventeen year old kid. He'd be yelling at me. You sleep all day. <laughs> think about it. Think about it. Look at Jackman, man. Jackman was working at a tire shop when he was sixteen. Yeah. You get these yeah. you, you get these kids today, you see them working at a tire shop sixteen. No, their parents feel sorry for them. Yeah. They want right. to baby them. Right. The old school people were different. Yeah. You know, we all we come from a tougher. family of immigrants. Well, all we were, of us. We were talking about, I don't know if you were on the show, about the game of basketball too. About how it's changed completely. And how it went from where it was to where it's at today, and it's like a soft sport now. You can't even touch someone with a finger anymore. It is. Whereas yes. before when we played, the you whole can society touch them with a hand soft. or whatever. The whole society yeah. is soft. And then we even started talking even further and started saying, okay, well, now let's start grabbing athletes from back in that era and put them into the modern era. And then how, do you think they would do good? You know yeah, what I mean? I think yeah. they do great. I don't think so I because think of they... all the fouls that you put Charles Barkley in the modern day era right now, he wouldn't he wouldn't be hey, successful. Listen, Charles yeah, Bob Barkley, all the stars would. They would Charles just... Barkley was a phenomenal yeah. athlete. He could do anything. Yeah, but he it's a different shoot, game now. Do... It doesn't matter, man. Okay, Barkley. Now, Barkley re- was grabbing, great athlete. Barkley was grabbing thirteen boards a game at six foot five. What do you think he'd do today? Put Seth put Seth Curry into the old game. He would Seth Curry wouldn't do nothing. Yeah, they they he would tear him up. The Pistons would tear him up. No, I don't think. Kill him. Yeah, I, I don't think he wouldn't do nothing. He he wouldn't be as effective, but he would still have his role as a shooter. All the sports are softer. Even all boxing of, is softer. Them, Look at boxing the way the guys went at it back in the day. Boxing you know, softer, but you know what? I see improvement in the referees in the corner stopping the fight sooner now. They used to let the shit go on too long, yeah, where someone get, get someone messed get up. Hurt. Yeah, they're they're a little better with that now. I, I do see that, and I, I do like that improvement. Yeah. So yeah. in any case, whatever. That's a whole other topic with steroids and all that stuff. But, um, but it didn't surprise me too much. Yeah. As it's unfortunate, no. and uh, it is what it is. But regardless, we're gonna see the fight, and uh, we'll see what happens. All right. What else do you got? You got like a fight um, schedule so, of upcoming some, fights? Yeah, a couple fights. All right. Go. Uh, okay. Mikey Garcia's fighting tomorrow. Yes. Mikey Garcia is one of my favorite fighters. He is. Uh, he weighed in 139 uh, and a half pounds. He's 37 and 0 with 30 knockouts. Now, mind you, a lot of those wins were coming in at 126, right? That's where he started, right, Sammy? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, and then uh, he has fought a few fights at 135. Uh, this one's going to be at 140. He's fighting uh, Sergey Lupinitz. He's the, they call him the Kakistan kid. He's 13 and 0 with 10 KOs. He weighed in at 139 and three quarter pounds. Uh, Jay Casillas named your instrument. Accordion. Accordion. Yes. <laughs> Damn, I, like, yes, I couldn't. It's right there. I did play the accordion when I was growing up. <laughs> yeah, I did. Lipowitz, did you did you see uh, Sammy some of his I, fights? I, I've seen one of his fights. He's a strong fighter, come forward fighter. Okay. Solid guy, undefeated guy. It's always interesting when you have an undefeated fighter. They haven't learned how to lose yet. Right. And they always make for a tough fight because they're going to give it their all 100%. They never lost. They don't know a way. They don't know how to lose, right? You'll notice when guys lose three, four times, they're not quite the same. They don't have that same belief in themselves. And boxing is such a psychological sport, probably the most psychological sport. Yeah, because you know what? It's one-on-one. Exactly. It's one-on-one, and it's like some of it comes down to will, desire, uh, skill, too. But boxing's not all skill because you see a lot of guys who are more skilled than their opponent. And they'll beat them in a, th- a three-round uh, fight. But in a 12-round fight, they won't a lot of times. So anyway, so uh, Lipowitz, I'm, I'm thinking, is going to have the naturally bigger man because uh, Garcia started 126, right, Sammy? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But Garcia is a great boxer. He's fundamentally sound. He's a technician. Uh, he's boxing family. I mean, what can you say? His brother's a trainer. His dad was a – his brother was a champion. His dad was a boxer. I mean, just fighting family, and uh, I don't know. I I, I want to see that fight tomorrow. 
I want to see that fight. I like Garcia, not only as a boxer, but as a person. Person. Yeah, he seems like when they interview him, he's a humble guy. Uh, He's a guy that you want to represent the sport. Yeah, I like Mikey Garcia a lot. And great skills. I mean, like, I, I, I believe we brought it up on the last show. I'd love to see him and Lomachenko. Yeah. 135. I would love him to see. Him and Lomachenko, 135. Yes. That's where Mikey Garcia shouldn't shouldn't fight was 140, 147 no more. Go back down to 135, fight Lomachenko 135, and let's see let's see the flashiness of Lomachenko versus the skill and the soundness of uh, Mikey Garcia. Yeah. The that Mexican style fight. against the flashiness in the Ukraine. That would be great. Contradicting styles, which would make it great. A lefty who's who's flashy, who moves around, who fights at odd angles versus a very conventional uh, Mexican sound fighter. Who would you favor in that fight? That's a, that's close to a 50-50 fight also. It is. I mean, um, Garcia has the power advantage. You think so, huh? Cause yeah, Garcia definitely, I believe, hits harder than Lomachenko. Lomachenko makes guys he's a smaller quit. He guy. frustrates them. Right. He doesn't really hurt them. He's not a like concussive puncher. I think Garcia would take him. You, you think, think so, so huh? huh? Yeah. It's, I wouldn't be surprised. That'd be a good fight, though. It'd be a hell of a fight. Yeah. I'd probably lean on Lomachenko. I might lean on Lomachenko, too, but I think Garcia is, is right there, especially at 135. Yeah. And and Lomachenko started at 126. Also, they said he won the what? Did he win the gold? Right? Yeah, he won two gold medals. Oh, he won two gold back medals back to back. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Uh, he fought at 135. They said in the amateurs in the gold. So it's not a weight that he's uncomfortable at. Uh, but Garcia is a hard puncher. I don't know. It, that's why it's be so interesting because it's contradicting style. Styles Paul versus uh, orthodox fighter and. Uh, It'd be a very good fight to watch, and that's the fight I want to watch because I heard talk of uh, Garcia trying to move up and fight these guys at 147, like Thurman and Crawford, and saying he wants to fight. I, yeah, he's I, just I, trying to chase the money. Yeah, I don't think he should do that. I think he should go down, or he would get good money with Lomachenko and fight Lomachenko 135. Yeah, then go back up, or then go up. Man, I maybe agree. if he cleans out the yeah. uh, division there. All right, what else we got? Okay. You know, speaking of money, guys, that's what like guys like Mayweather. They're very special fighters because if you think about it, they made all this money and they still continue to perform at a high level. Think about it this way. You're a fighter. You got a $10 million fight. All right. You win that fight. You're living in a mansion. Your family's set for life. Uh, It's a little bit harder to go to the gym. A lot harder. It's a lot harder because you feel like you made it already. So it's like a psychological, uh, it's like a negative psychologically and you're still able to perform at that high level. That's what makes the great athletes like Jordan and Mayweather so special, that they still train hard despite having all the money. That's true, the consistency. Yes. That's true. Because you could be physically the most talented guy in the world. If you're not a hard worker, you're not going to get to that level. I agree. I agree. you got, you got to put in the work and constantly put in the work. And not rest, you know. All right, what you got next? Okay, let's see what else we got. Oscar Velez versus uh, Scott Quigg. He's from uh, what England? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Oscar Velez is a very hard puncher, guys. I seen him fight a couple fights. He's a young, upcoming uh, Mexican fighter who's a very hard puncher. Scott Quigg, he's more of a boxer, I think. Uh, that's gonna be an interesting fight. That's gonna be on ESPN tomorrow. I think that. Uh, I haven't seen a lot of Scott Quigg, but I would favor Velez. I don't know. Uh, and then, uh, okay, some talk. I want to. I kind of want to see this. Now, both fighters are on the downhill, but I want to see this fight. Manny Pacquiao versus Lucas Matisse, possible matchup yeah, June 24th. Possible. That would be great. That would be a good fight for both guys. And they're I, saying Roach, what's the deal with Roach leaving him possibly? Right, they said. They said well, when you talk about the fights, you're supposed to uh, name your trainer. Yeah. And it, Roach was not named. There, it was unnamed. His trainer was unnamed. Yeah. So that's I don't know. A little interesting there. Yeah, they raised that question. That's a good fight for both fighters. Let's face it; these guys are a little older. They're not going to beat Crawford. They're not going to beat Spence. No. They're not going to beat Lomachenko at this point in their career. No. So I think this is a makes sense for both guys. I think it's a fan-friendly fight, 
And I think it's almost, it could be like a great farewell fight for both fighters. Yeah. Or if they win, obviously they can get another big fight. But it's a good fight. It's it's a good business decision. It's a fan-friendly fight. Why not make it? Right. I, I see this fight going two ways. I see possibly Matisse stopping Pacquiao with that straight right hand because he punches very hard with that straight right hand. But I also can see Pacquiao being more aggressive, more busier, and wearing Matisse down, and Matisse in the later rounds maybe thinking he had enough, maybe not continuing. Because I, I think I don't think Pacquiao will ever quit. It, whatever will. happens to him, no. He won't quit. He'll die yeah. in the freaking ring. He won't stop. Uh, Matisse, I think Pacquiao, even at 39, still has enough to bring it to him, uh, to bother him, to frustrate him, and to hurt him. And uh, his style was his quickness and his uh, attack. You know, it's not as relentless as it used to be, but it's still a pretty, pretty good attack. I think possibly can stop Matisse in the later round by wearing him down. I don't know. How, how do you see this fight, Big Nick? And I, or how do you see it? I, I think almost just like you called it. I think Pacquiao, he, he has, I, they're, I, I know he's old. It's, it's more than likely his farewell fight. Um, I, I think that overall what you're going to end up having with him is a never quit. Um, I I, th- I think he's going to end up winning it. I think you have to give him the edge. Um, he's going to try hard. He's going to train hard. He's going to make sure that he's ready for this. He wants to end it in a way of he wants to put a win up there. And I think it'd be, it, it would be okay. I would watch it, um, but I wouldn't be something interested in it for the f- simple fact that none of these two fighters have any any sort of a future. No, just they don't. Be like, this is like, like Sammy wa- said, yeah. more of a farewell Yeah, it's like fight. let's watch and see what happens and then go on from there and stuff. But it'd be it'd be a nice thing to watch and stuff and see. I think at this point, Matisse is probably the harder puncher with the straight right hand. Yeah, Paco's got a chin though, man. You know, like I said, like a, like uh, you guys were saying earlier before. I mean, take a look at, for instance, uh, when Irish Mickey Ward fought Arturo Gatti. Both these guys were on the downhill. Yeah, that and was they, a gr- yeah. And they gave us one of the greatest fights of all time. Yeah, that's true. So, this fight can can be a great fight don't think because these guys are older they can't uh have a great fight where they can uh you know have like a fight of the year type fight i'm more interested on what's going to happen with roach and (laughs) if roach Roach, yeah and if roach is really gonna he was with pacquiao since 2001 like is is the relationship dead there that's what i'm more interested in yeah i mean pacquiao's been training a lot in the philippines right yeah not as much in the wild card gym Mm -hmm. so i don't think they're uh, uh relationship is quite as I mean, strong as it used to be. Yeah. Let's face it, this is about money. Pacquiao's going to make the decision. If Pacquiao calls Roach a minute before the fight and says, "Hey, I, hey Roach, I want you to be in my corner." Roach will be there. Yeah. It's big money. It would be weird to see Pacquiao without Roach in his corner. I don't know. Yeah. All right. Any other fights or that's that's what you got? No, that's 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 what I got for right now. You guys have anything else? No. I mean, no. that's pretty much all I got. I think what um, tomorrow, so we got some good fights yeah, tomorrow. We tomorrow got, uh, we got Garcia some good fights. and Lipowitz, and I also want to see Velez versus uh, Quig. And then hopefully we'll see what happens with the outcome of the triple uh, G Canelo and Canelo testing positive. We'll see what ends up happening with that, which I think is really going to be nothing. Well, we have some big fights before that. We yeah. have uh, Anthony Joshua versus uh, Parker. It's Three thirty-one. Wow, that was too loud. Sorry, March thirty-one. Yeah, so that'll be a great fight. Both guys undefeated. That's uh, also going to be a great fight, and hopefully the winner of that fight fights Wilder. We hope so. Yeah, that that's the one I'm interested uh, about, and I hope it happens uh, soon and stuff. But uh, we'll uh, obviously be looking at that. You got Garcia fighting tomorrow. Um, it's going to be really uh, uh, some big fights coming up that are going to probably gel and see what happens with it. Uh, but I'm really interested in the Wilder Joshua getting sealed. Hopefully after Joshua's win, so then we can see that fight because I think that'll be a good fight. Um, all right, what do we got? Any other, anything to close it out with, Jackman? Yeah, hey, it was fun, Big Nick and Sammy. Yeah, uh, hope to see you guys next time. Likewise, yeah. guys. Until uh, next what, time. One more round. We'll probably be be back uh, maybe in like two weeks. Uh, I know next week's going to be a short week because uh, obviously due to uh, a couple of us not being here, uh, we will only be doing a wrestling show and a. Uh, Sports Crunch Radio show, and we'll be doing it on the same night. So it's going to be a double show. 
so we'll probably be back in two weeks, which obviously we'll cover uh, the Garcia fights and all that stuff and, and recap them. So I think that's Talk pretty... Talk about future fights. Yeah, and the future fights that are going to be happening. Um, really quick, though, because I didn't do this in the beginning, I wanted to actually uh, um, promote our boy Z in the city, um, obviously because this is boxing. Um, so a lot of boxing fans watch MMA or vice versa. But um, I wanted to make sure everyone knows uh, where he has. He, he has a gym in the city, which is CrossFit Sono. So it's voted one of the city's top strength and conditioning facilities. CrossFit Sono, Chicago MMA, are located in Chicago's Lincoln Park neighborhood and just steps away from the Red Line Clybourne stop. Classes offered seven days a week included a women's only self-defense program. Visit CrossFitSono.com and ChicagoMMA.com for additional info. Bull's going to start going there soon for MMA. Weren't you training for MMA, or do you still train MMA? No, I was training jiu-jitsu a while back. Oh. I stopped training, though. You were yeah. going to go in the octagon? Nah, I was never going to go. Just doing Just to get you to keep in shape? Yeah. Yeah. Jackman should try MMA. <laughs> should we go try and go to Zuki's gym? <laughs> I think we should try it. Um, all right, guys. Uh, for now, that's it. It's going to be hot this weekend. Uh, enjoy the weekend, and the temperature is going to be like 40 degrees. Um, have a nice night. We will see you next week. Take care, guys. Take care.